welcome to the Say Yes Anyway podcast, where people are sharing stories, conversations from the heart, all about saying yes to something that has got them to exactly where they are today. There was something in their heart that they just knew that they had to do it, even if it made no sense to themselves or to anybody else, but here they are. And today I am so excited because we have one of my good friends, Diana Bautista. She is the founder of Sheer Love International over in Thailand and um, Free Reign International, which is the umbrella organization. And this is all about anti-human trafficking and supporting women, men, boys and girls um, getting out of the sex trade and providing them with skills. I've worked with Diana and the team over in Thailand quite a few times, and it is powerful. Seriously, one of the most amazing things. So I just cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode, and hopefully you are inspired in your own life. And even if you do want to get involved in something like, you know, um, those those girls and boys that are trapped in human trafficking and there's a voice that you can actually have there's things that you can do in your own backyard and i've been doing this kind of work for over 10 years now and diane is so inspiring she's amazing she is the real deal so i cannot wait for you guys to listen here you go so excited to have my good friend diana here we're actually here in thailand yes, which is are. crazy it's amazing yes so it's you're in for a real treat we actually met, man, it was probably five years ago or something. Well, through her <laughs> mutual friend. So yeah, one of actually her co-founder for the umbrella organization that they have, which you'll hear about, we met and we went out for coffee. We were talking about um, just loving people, human trafficking. I was a hairdresser at the time and she goes, oh my gosh, you need to meet my best friend, Diana. And I was like, great, done. And she was telling me that she was doing beauty schools in other countries and helping with human trafficking. And I was like, that's insane. Like, that's been a dream of mine forever. And so anyways, we um, connected over the phone. She actually helped support me through another project she had, which was called Change Makes Sense at yes. the time. Yeah. You're still doing that, by the way? Um, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a project that's still there. We don't keep it active. But like, if something comes up, we definitely get on board with it. Yeah. yeah. So you seem to be somebody that has started and done many things so just yeah. just share a little bit about you whatever yeah you want to say. I've been um I've been a hairstylist uh for 20 years this year wow that is congrats, not girlfriend. even that is not that actually okay. is really crazy that's <laughs> nuts right it is it's 20 years this year that I've wow. been a hairstylist <clears throat> and I knew since I was five years old that I was going to be a hairstylist so that was always a given in my life and um so I did it's right out of high school went yeah. straight to beauty school went straight into the salon at 19 and bam here I am Wow. Um, well, that's not, that's not, that is definitely not <laughs> bam, like, here I am. There was a lot of uh, stuff that got me to where I am. There's no bam involved. There was a lot of work. There's no such thing as the Big Bang Theory people, okay? There is a lot of work. There's I'm dying over here. Blood, I'm like, sweat, and tears. Yeah, that's not true. It's There's not, been a lot of stuff in between there. <laughs> there is a lot of work. That's true. So uh, when people say, and the rest is history, that is not even, no. That's not even a thing. Dang it, I say that a lot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right? Didn't I say verbiage is important? Yeah. But um, no, it's true. Uh, there was just so many things that I had done. And um, I love hair. I always have loved hair. And uh, in doing hair, I started working in the entertainment industry. I started working um, doing celebrities and different um, ad campaigns and things like that, um, which led me to meeting even more people. It led me to meeting photographers, which I'm now still very, very good friends with that support our work. And um, when I was 30, I had gone um, on my very first missions trip um, um, to Africa. Mm. And uh, I went there and I saw this, I saw this woman, she was sitting in front of her little, in her shack, Mm -hmm. like her shanty slum house. And um, she was braiding someone's hair. And I was like, get the heck out of here. I got it. Like, this is amazing. And she and it said salon. It was painted on her house. It said salon. That's cool. I was like, this is amazing. And so I asked, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a salon. This is so cool. Like, I want to know, like, where's the beauty supply stores? I want to go. Where's the beauty schools? Where do, like, where are the other salons? Like, I was so excited and I wanted to know about everything. And the person that was walking me through this area of this um, this impoverished area, he said, he goes, oh, there's none of that here. He goes, no, you buy combs at like the local, whatever, the local little mini mart. Okay, you buy little rubber bands, wherever. They come off of newspapers. Mm. And no, there's no schools here. There's no mm. schools. And she says, he says, there are schools, sure, somewhere, but not here. And... He said, so these women didn't go to school, so how does she have a salon? And he's, like, mm. laughing at me. <laughs> wow. And he said, and he said honestly, he goes, no, if you want to do hair, you do hair. Yeah. If you want to start, if you like to cook and you're good at cooking, you open a restaurant, and that's it. You don't need experience. You just write it on your house. I was like, well, geez, I could help these women somehow. I can. I can help these women. I know how to do hair, and I've, I've done, I've, I've had experience doing African hair, so I can definitely help them. I was like, what the heck are some African women going to listen to me for? They're not going to, I'm not black. Why are they going to listen to me? So I was like, all right, well, forget it. So then the dream left me. Like, as soon as it came in, it went right back out. Because you had that conversation with that person? Yeah. They said there's no schools, there's no this. And honestly, like, what is a... What is an African person going to listen to a non-African person? Why would they take any advice from them doing hair? Right. Actually, it's funny as you mentioned that. So you know how... Uh, like a chemical cut, mm-hmm. like basically your hair yeah. falls off because yeah. of chemicals. For sure. So I remember being in Africa once and watching women actually putting something on top of each other's hair. And I was like, what is that? And I was just asking. And uh, they were like, um, to cut. And I was like, to cut the hair. I was like, what do you mean? And then they show me the boxes. And I was like, what? And it, it looked like, you know, obviously all chemicals. I couldn't really read it or anything. But then later I asked and I found out that that's how they do the haircuts. They just oh burn God. it all off. Oh, God. So I was like, whoa. Like, as you were talking, it brought all these flashbacks yeah. of, like, Where in Africa were you? Uh, I think that was in Kenya. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah, so you know how they're they're bald? Yeah. Yeah, so they just do chemical cuts. They just, oh that's how my it works. Gosh. They keep it on and then until their hair falls off. <laughs> yeah. What in the world? Yeah. Anyway, so, so so all that to say, they definitely need my yeah. help. My word! If you all are hairdresser listening right now, you're probably cringing, <laughs> especially an African hairdresser. Oh my gosh! So anyway, I ended up going to um, uh, I ended up going um, and sitting in on a meeting, a very like casual meeting. I, I mean, and honestly, I wasn't supposed to be there. It was just. It was our missions director of my church and then the director of the organization that my church partnered with. Mm. And they sat together and had a meeting. And my director, my, my missions leader said, we've fundraised in a lot of extra money for this trip. We Like thousands of extra dollars. Like we would love to be able to 
build new homes, like build playgrounds, help build up new schools. Like we want to do something to help build up this organization. Like mm -hmm. tell us what it is that you really want. Mm -hmm. And she said, and with her eyes closed, she was just so, and you could tell she was feeling it so much. She says, for five years, all I've ever wanted was to build a beauty school. Wow. But we don't She's know like, who, we don't know who can help us. We have the space, we have a room, but we don't know how to do it. And we don't know who to call to help us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, raised my hand. I'm like, um, <laughs> me, hello. And she's like, and she's uh, like, wait a minute, you do hair? I said, yes, I do hair. And at the time, I had done hair for 11 years. Mm -hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? Of course I can help you. And she goes, I didn't know you know how to do hair. And I was like, well, I didn't know you wanted a beauty school. Oh, my so, gosh. <clears throat> from there, I ended up going back home. I, my missions director said, you have the flight home to write up a budget and a business proposal to present to the church, to the board, wow. to um, to get money for this project. And I'm like, what's a, what's a budget? <laughs> what's a business plan? A business like, plan? I've been doing hair. I'm like, I like, literally I don't, don't know how to do any of this. I had a year of cosmetology school. That's all of the college wow. I ever had. So at the, I'm like, okay, I have seriously no clue about any of this. I'm like, well, I'm just going to start looking stuff up and figuring it out. So thank you, Google. I was able to figure out a lot of stuff. And then my brother actually was um, was a business major, so he helped with quite a bit of it. Cool. And uh, yeah, they approved $20,000 for me to go back to wow. Africa and build a huge beauty school and a program um, to hire a teacher, to um, to have someone there who could oversee the school and to, um, to teach. Um, it was 14 women per term, so there'd be 28 women in a year. It's a six month term. Hmm. And um, that was in, that was in 2012, and to date, as of as of 2019, they've had over 300 graduates. Wow! Did you guys hear that? <laughs> That's crazy. It's it's nuts. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I know why that happened. It, um, Africa and Latin America are very similar. Hmm. They're family. It doesn't mean like like if you mm. you like you you see someone who looks similar to you, like your family. Hmm. You know what I mean? And and I mean I um. My dad is Mexican. I come from a very, very Latin culture where it's, where it's when you, um, when you go to have, when you go for family um, vacation or family dinner or Christmas dinner or any mm -hmm. holiday, it's like it's loud and crazy and the music and there's one big huge long table. Hmm. There's not like a kid table in this. No, everyone all sits together and we're sharing food and we're reaching over and everybody's to, it's it's and we're all together. Food brings everyone together. Mm -hmm. Okay, Africa is very similar. Okay. Everyone sits at one big long table. Everyone sits together and they commune together. Mm -hmm. They fellowship, okay? And so, um, and they want to lift each other up. They elevate each other. There mm -hmm. is, there isn't a sense of, I mean, to a point, I feel like there, there would be a sense of like competition. But when it comes to like relationships, there isn't. Yeah. A rich woman will help a poor person. They mm -hmm. just will. A rich man will help a poor, like whatever. They all will. They will all help each other. And so I knew the best thing for me to do to see this program succeed was to leave. Mm. They didn't need a foreigner, yeah. right? You know, because I mean, they do. I mean, a lot of people look at foreigners like, yeah, you're the savior, and you're right. you're the Westerner, so you have money, yeah. you know. And so I knew the best thing that the best thing I could have done for that project was leave it. Yeah, and I really believe that that's the reason why we've yeah. seen so much success there. Which I think is so powerful because you do see all these. I'm all about short term missions, but at the same time, it's like. If you come in with this savior mentality and think you're going to change everything, like that doesn't work. And so knowing that even you kind of saw this thing of how do we empower the locals mm. to keep this thing going. Yeah. So what would you share with people that think, you know, I want to go on this thing and change the world? And well, I, I would say like, I mean, for me, I had a very specific skill. Yeah. 
Um, and I know a lot of other people, when they go on missions trips, I mean, they, they have a very specific skill set that they could teach someone. And you don't need years and years and years to teach it. Yeah. You know, I was able to walk in and I actually met a Kenyan hairdresser mm -hmm. who already knew how to do hair. I just needed to teach her to teach. Yeah. I needed to tell her this is how you break down step by step. Yeah. This is how what this is how you teach while you're doing hair, mm -hmm. while you're doing makeup, while you're mm -hmm. doing facials, whatever it is, mm -hmm. while you're doing nails, whatever it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. I taught her how to effectively break down the steps, and because she already knew the steps. Yeah. I mean, she just needed to know how to teach it. Right. Which is so, different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> like I mean, I feel like, you know, stepping into something with. A tangible skill yeah that's something that you can definitely do um, I know that a lot of teams go out and build and that's very important it's mm -hmm. really good but it's also important that they're to understand and to recognize that there are that there are men and women there that are capable of building as well mm -hmm. maybe it'd be a good idea to teach them how to build yeah. so that the building can continue mm -hmm. and sustain itself because mm -hmm. when you go back to America back mm -hmm. to your cozy little house mm -hmm. and driving your cute little car to your mm -hmm. whatever $50,000 a year job while these guys are making a dollar a day why don't you teach them how to build it mm -hmm. you know bring them into it so they become empowered they so they just didn't receive something yeah. it's not like they were given a handout they were given a hand up yeah. and I feel like that's something that a lot of short-term teams miss yeah. I mean they want to go in and play with kids playing with kids is great but guess what they got moms and big sisters and brothers that can play with them too mm -hmm. they don't need someone who doesn't speak their language to go play with their kids mm -hmm. okay they need skills to be able to elevate themselves mm -hmm. and um, I think that that's something that honestly a lot of the a lot of the whew, I'm gonna get in trouble for this one or yeah. a lot of a lot of the Western world misses yeah. they want to go and give a handout sure. you know yeah. rather than no I agree rather than leave them with percent. something yeah you know yeah I think that's I even remember traveling and being in the Philippines and seeing all the poverty and seeing right across the way there was Manila which you know there's a bunch of rich people yeah. and then in a slum yeah. and thinking what the heck am I even doing here because I'm like how do I help these people mm -hmm. you know and I think it's it's of course yeah like spread love maybe you're learning and just they'll respect or just find some sort of love in you but think strategically what partnering with people and finding the biggest needs you know I think is so powerful like you mentioned yeah. Yeah. and really truly meeting their needs yeah. not just walking in there and saying I know how to fix this because mm -hmm. I promise you you don't because mm -hmm. I promise you there's been thousands of people before you that have tried and it just hasn't worked yeah you know and um, unfortunately poverty is inevitable yeah um, and I feel it's it's, it's inevitable because um, people think they all have the answer mm -hmm. when rather rather them just saying I know the answer mm -hmm. Maybe they should come in with a different attitude of like let's meet your needs. What mm -hmm. is it that you need? Yeah, let me not I don't want to tell you what you need. I want to I, I want you to tell me what you need mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'm curious when you did end up going out to Africa. It was Kenya, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, when you did go out to Kenya did you quit your job and no. then go? Did you like? Did you have a plan on how long you'd be there or how you set yeah. up the program? What did that look like? Yeah, when I went to Kenya for the first time, it was on a short-term trip. I was there for two weeks. The second time coming back. <coughs> yeah, and then I went. I ended up going back um, and building the school. I was there for a month and a half. Okay. Month and a half, maybe I think two months. Um, I was there helping build up the school, and um, from there. Um, and that was my plan. My plan was just to be there for two months. I knew that I'd be able to leave them with an established curriculum. I knew I'd be able to 
find a teacher and leave her to teach because mm -hmm. she does African hair consistently. She's mm -hmm. the best one. I'm not the best one to teach. So <clears throat> taught her to teach and took off. Yeah. Okay. And that's, it's, it was, it's honestly, I went to Brazil and Mexico also and did the same thing. Um, so how did that, how did that start though? Was it from that experience that you were like, oh my gosh, I'm all of a sudden passionate about this mm -hmm. and I want to keep going? Or was it like a door opened and then you just followed? Yeah. What, what was that like? A door opened, a door opened, but I also felt like it was a, um, it was because I was so close to God. I was so close to God in those moments when the doors opened that mm. I was able to run through them. Hmm. Like you just knew like I did. that was the way. Yeah. There was never a moment of hesitation. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times um, we, we want to step back and be like, let me pray. Let me make my pros and con list. Mm -hmm. Let me talk to 17 people. Mm -hmm. Let me call who, you know, let me talk to my mom. Mm -hmm. It was <clears throat> when this opportunity came in front of me I knew that it was something I was supposed to do because I was connected I was connected to God I was connected to myself I was very very I was just very in tune mm -hmm. with what was happening around me mm -hmm. so it, it wasn't a situation to where I was like this sounds cool but I just gotta think about it hmm. <clears throat> it was just very clear and um uh so Brazil and Mexico I'm sorry Brazil and Kenya kind of happened simultaneously hmm. I found out about um, another organization that was going to Brazil um, to teach women, um, and so I jumped on. I jumped on immediately with that one, and I went and helped. I went to go help to do that. Um, it was right. It, it was right before I went to Brazil was when I found out about the Kenya situation, and they needed a beauty school. So I found out about that. Came home to try to start building up to start like figuring out everything for Kenya. I ended up um, going to Brazil before then, working there, um, and. Uh, what we did in Brazil, we did a temporary project. Mm -hmm. We taught a bunch of women how to cut hair, how to style hair, <clears throat> and um, then we built them a salon. Mm -hmm. So because um, we weren't allowed to build um, like a beauty school um, where we were, the way the government worked, like and the way NGOs worked there, we couldn't build a nonprofit beauty school. Mm -hmm. So um, we ended up building a salon for them mm -hmm. to work in. It was a great. It was such a great like concept, right? Yeah. We're like we teach them how to do it, and here's a place to work. Beautiful. We set up a whole schedule for them. <clears throat> some girls because we had a lot of students some girls worked in the morning some girls worked at night and it was the whole like it was in, we had the perfect plan yeah it was within four or five months that the whole salon was shut down <coughs> because there was um a drug war within the slums wow okay and a lot of the women didn't feel safe mm. and then also a lot of the women didn't feel confident in their skills mm. at that point you know, we were only there for two months. That's a crash yeah. course in haircutting. Like, you're okay. not going to be the best haircutter after two months. So it was a combination of both. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how comfortable I'd feel working in a in the middle of a drug war. <laughs> 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 Even with the greatest of skills cutting hair, I don't think I'd want to oh, work man, there anyway. So within within four months, the whole salon shut down. Wow. It was devastating. It was so were you devastating. at home when that happened? I did, and um, but but I got an email from. I got an email from a few of the students telling me what happened, emails from multiple and telling me what happened, and I was just, I was a wreck. Wow. It was so awful. So, but then afterwards, I got, um, I ended up getting um, uh, an email from another student, from one of the students that was still in the program, and she sent me a picture of Beyonce. <laughs> it's a really beautiful photo of her. Beyonce is gorgeous. She sent me this beautiful picture of her from, like, the Oscars or something like that, and she said, um, she says, tell me, how, how do I achieve this look? And hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I love this. So I wrote, wrote out step by step oh, what she needs stuff. to do. And then I said, what are you doing? Are you doing, are you doing a wedding? Are you doing an event? Like, tell me what you're doing. 
And um, she wrote back and she says, oh, I have an interview. I have an interview with a posh salon in downtown Rio. Oh. And I was like, oh, and I'm reading her email like slowly crumbling and wow. like, oh my God, this is what is happening. And she says, they might have taken away, they might have taken away my place to work in the salon. They might have taken all of that away from me, but mm. they can't take away what you taught me. Wow. Oh my gosh, I just said this. Oh, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> and I was just like, get the heck out of here. And I, that's when, because I'm not, I'm not lying, I was very scared to go to, I was very scared to go to Kenya after mm -hmm. this happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and, you know, we did all this work, and, and I was like, "Well, what's the stinking point?" Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but then that happened, and it, that is really what propelled me forward wow. to really do this and do it well in Kenya. Wow. So, that's when I knew we needed a local. We needed someone on the ground who could maintain it in our absence. Wow. Which is what happened in Kenya. Which is why I believe the school has become so successful. Wow. Which is actually pretty crazy because if that didn't happen, kind of the separation of the salon, then she may have not contacted you and been like, I have this interview mm. because she would have had her already had something. Right. And so who knows like how that, you know, place where you were propelled, mm. it would have been very different. Yeah. So that's yeah, awesome. It's true. Wow. It's true. I know. It's, it is. It's really, really incredible to think that in, in as devastating as yeah. that was, um, she got a job in downtown Rio in one of the nicest salons, like doing amazing. Then um, and one of our one of my other students who have been back, I've been back a few times to Brazil to visit our students. So cool. One I'm of going them. With you next time. Yeah, you are, girl. Oh yeah, my gosh! Go. I'm, oh my god, I'm so excited. You are, would die there. You would love it so much. <laughs> but um, another one of um, one of my students, she. Um, <laughs> She uh, she ended up opening up a little beauty salon inside her house, and it's really cute because it's on the corner. It's on the corner of her little road. I mean, it's all a slum, right? It's mm. on the corner of a little on her road, mm. and she calls it the beauty corner. Oh, it's the cutest, and so um, and it's a really packed slum. I mean, it is wow. just packed, and there's no place to build out. So she built up. She chose to oh, the wow. whole downstairs is now her salon. It's like this tiny space but then high high yep mm. and then on the top two floors that's where her family lives oh my god and then she's got rooftop access like Aww. she's done like she has done so well for herself and again it's not because we gave them tons yeah. of stuff it's because we we taught them set them up a discernible skill that's awesome yeah. so then from there so then is that kind of where all that like i guess passion came in for you to be like what do i do next no or what? not at all no not at all. That No, that's where my purpose came in. I was already passionate about doing mm -hmm. hair. I was already passionate about traveling. Mm -hmm. I was passionate about seeing the world and seeing how I could help people. Mm -hmm. But this is truly when my passion set in. Mm -hmm. And um, another Your student that I'm... Set in. Uh, purpose, I'm sorry, yes. Yes, it's when my passion and purpose collided. Yeah. When I... This is, this is actually when it happened. That's so cool. I had a student sit down with me. She shared her whole story with me, and it was my story. Wow. We had the exact same story, okay, from beginning to end. She, and, and I'll share a little bit. I mean, we literally have the same story. She, um, minus the whole fact that she lived in the third world, and yeah. I didn't. That's, that's the only that's difference. That's what's so crazy. We all have this common denominator, and that's the power of sharing our story is, you know, we're never yeah. alone. Yeah. That being reminded that it doesn't matter how far apart we are or how educated we are or whatever yeah. we have the same stories absolutely cool. okay sure. yeah and so um other than the fact that we didn't grow up in a slum that i didn't grow up in a slum yeah she um her dad was often absent from the home just like mine was she witnessed her brother being sold being um being sexually abused mm -hmm. 
for years, and I did as well. My brother was sexually abused, and I witnessed it on many occasions. Um, she ended up marrying someone who was insanely abusive, mm. who was really, really awful to her, very abusive, um, took drugs. It was a really, really awful situation. And um, just, I mean, I mean, and all of these things happened to me. And I'm looking at her like, how have we lived parallel? We're the same age, wow. too. Like, how have we lived parallel lives? It's crazy, mm. right? And her and her passion since she was a kid was doing hair. Hmm. I'm like, how is this even possible? And then that's and that's when I really realized I'm like, wow, I'm not like I'm giving her freedom. Mm -hmm. I'm giving her, you know, because of what I get to do. Like it's freedom and it's joy and it's, um, you know, it's sustainability. It's mm -hmm. independence. It's it's just it's so many more things mm -hmm. than just teaching her how to do hair. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's insane. Where was that? I'm sorry. That was in Brazil. That was, was in, in Rio. Brazil. Wow. Yeah. So then from there, were you like, okay, I mean, I guess what was next? Were you planning on going back home or were you yes. wanting to stay? Were you like. Oh my gosh. I would, I would live in Brazil. <laughs> I was, it's funny. I've heard great I things. Thought, I thought I would live in either Brazil or Kenya. And okay. what the heck am I doing in Thailand? Right. Oh. That's why I'm like, okay, like, how are we here? Because I, I know, know, like, the, the bits and pieces yeah. that I'd love for you to share. Yeah, so um, after after that was Mexico. There was a school already there. Mm -hmm. um, and Beth, who's, like, my hero, Beth is the woman who started the, who, like, helped, like, helped start the school in Mexico. It was there, and she helped bring it up. And then I met her. Um, I met her through friends at a hair show, of course, love right? It. It's all, it's we're all connected. It's all, yeah, yes. it's a party, and all hairdressers <laughs> are connected. And so um, it's like it's like when you do hair, you speak the same language. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so when I I was able to I, I connected with her, and her and I were able to get together and help develop the school. Um, we were able to get her uh, curriculum, all the 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 American Standard curriculum, Milady, mm -hmm. the American Standard curriculum in Spanish oh, so for the awesome. schools. And um, because of that, and how the school has developed, they've had oh my gosh. 80, 80 graduates maybe wow. or more at this point and it's recognized by the Mexican government wow. as an accredited school ah. I know it's amazing <laughs> and aren't so, you going there soon yes I'll be there next <laughs> month and I cannot wait I yeah. love these women so much I love mm. them to death they're just they're wonderful I mean the Latin community is so warm yeah you know you they're know they're so vibrant they are they are so loving they are and it's like mm -hmm. and, and I went I knew Beth Beth had been there many many times so I walked in with Beth, so I was Is she from I was Mexico? No, no, no. She's from San Diego. Okay. So she just goes over the border cool. a couple times a month and visits the girls and brings them it. things and teaches. And so when she she brought you know she brought me, they were like, "Oh, you're with Beth. You're our family. You're our girl." Anybody who I've ever brought in, they're like, "Oh, you guys are with Diana." your family now mm -hmm. so it's been it's that's just cool. that just that's just the way the latin culture is that yeah. you everyone's just invited in everyone's family to them yeah. and so developing that school has been just incredible and um and watching then oh gosh seven or eight of the students that have graduated the program are now instructors mm -hmm. two of the girls they're so great um there's a huge issue with teen pregnancy there's a huge issue with you know girls and boys also falling mm -hmm. out of school dropping out and so two students from the very first class got together and they were like okay what would Beth do what would Diana do what would our teachers do hmm. and they're like what do we do to conquer this problem well we know how to do hair we're really good at it so let's start teaching little girls how to do hair and let's build their passion from a young age they came up with this all on their own oh, they did not yeah I know it was awesome. amazing so um <clears throat> When we so um, Beth, this is really this is this this is where, this, where it's funny through tragedy comes triumph always. Yeah. 
Beth was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And so she was told by her doctor that she could not leave. She could, she could not go to Mexico. When mm-hmm. she had cancer, she was going to be on treatments. And it was devastating. I know it was mm-hmm. very devastating for her. It was devastating for me. I mean, like, she's been a mentor to me. And to know that she was going through something so devastating and so hard, plus she couldn't serve because mm-hmm. Mexico was her passion for sure and yeah. her purpose. And so that was really difficult for her, and that was it was over a year. But so during that time, she needed to take a break and couldn't go at all. The, the, then it was time for the women to step up. Wow. They were like, okay, Mama Bird's gone. Let's time to fly. Wow. Okay. That's so crazy. then <clears throat> they're seeing all these issues happening, you know, in the community, teen pregnancies, kids, kids dropping out of school, all these things. So that's when they said, let's um let's build a passion in these young girls from mm-hmm. a young so they start they, they have little girls at 12 years old they're in their classes every saturday they're learning how to do makeup they're learning how to braid hair they're doing all kinds of styling different updos and so all these little girls are like are graduating like just with like you know they have a little certificate mm-hmm. and then once they turn 18 they can join the adult program mm-hmm. but they are actually seeing a drop in teen pregnancies they're actually seeing girls really wanting to stay in schools and become educated because they see that what they're doing has value Mm -hmm. you know it's doing hair is not about making a woman look beautiful it's about making her feel beautiful it's about connecting to her value inside Mm -hmm. you know and so I feel like yeah and so again as devastating as it was that Mm -hmm. Beth got as sick as she did it was like Beth is great though too. She's amazing now. Oh, she's cancer good. free. She's great. We're so happy. Yes, she's yeah, and she's an incredible woman who still gets to go and um, serve these women, and but just in a different capacity now yeah. because now she's watching them take the lead. It's wow. incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. And they get to spread that to the next ones that come in yep. and everything. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was actually there. Wow. I was in Mexico last year, and I was able to see um, one of the younger girl classes graduate. Aww. Oh, my gosh. And they were just, like, beaming. Look what I did. And their and their parents are there. There was even dads that were there looking like, this is my girl. This oh, is my baby girl. that's so Right? Funny. And it's so, like, who would have thought that, like, hair would be bringing communities together, and they'd be bringing these families to be like, look at what my daughter did. Mm. I'm so proud of her. That's so cool. It's incredible. I love that. So then was it after that that you left and went to I went to Cambodia. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was in Cambodia um, with another organization. And uh, we were But at this point you like stopped your job and you were like, okay, going full time. Oh, still not yet? No. I was still just part time. A week to a month to two months. That's it. And I was always coming back home to California. I went to Cambodia and um, I was there for about a month teaching all women who'd been rescued from sex trafficking. All mm-hmm. of them had. And so it's interesting because I felt like every step of the way was building me up to work with this population. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not easy. Yeah, It's no. really difficult. No. So when um, I got to Cambodia, we worked with um, AIM, Agape International mm-hmm. Missions. And um, such a great organization. And they're doing amazing things um, for communities. They um, There's actually one part of... Um, of Cambodia, this small city that was known as the, this, like, it was 100% of the children in this village were being trafficked for sex wow. by a family member. Wow. One, every single child was being sold for sex. Now, I know, and it's been, it's been a lot of years, it's been almost 10 years, zero wow. children. Yes. So they are doing real work on in real ground. ways. That's yeah, awesome. on the ground, like, tirelessly. Yeah. They're like, no, we're not going to, like, like who is going to stand for a child being abused absolutely not and so they basically were like no we're not we're not standing for this and we're going to make it happen so they've really done incredible work so we helped them start a um start a school 
um, start a school for young women who've all come out. And um, after the program was done, um, one of the directors of the organization said, the only way, he said, right now the program is maintaining itself. It's fine. The girls are fine. No big deal. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're be right here. Mm-hmm. The only way this school is going to soar is if you move here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. What? Wait a minute. What did I just say? <laughs> what did what I just do? What, did I just what am I just committed to? <laughs> like it was, but it was crazy though because it was it was a, such an interesting feeling when I got off the airplane there. I was like, I'm home. Mm. Like it felt so natural. It like even more so, than all the other places. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very much so. Mm. <clears throat> Which is um, funny uh, because it's like sticky and hot oh, and like it's awful. not like the best like place. But <laughs> to like, have that internally, oh, you know? yes, it's like we're like on the equator. Okay, yeah. it is so hot. Okay, <laughs> it's March right now. Currently, it's March, and in America where uh, I live, people are still wearing sweaters and right. beanies and scarves and boots. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and I'm dying here. It's like I'm outside. I was outside. I was outside talking. We were, you and I were outside talking for five minutes. I came inside Tripping sweating. Sweat. Five minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> but when, so anyway, so I ended up moving to Cambodia, helping develop a project there. And my work there was, was finished. Mm-hmm. And as my work there was finishing, I got a phone call from Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Kaylee, who's our friend, who we got connected. And she said, hey, I'm in Thailand right now. And I'm in the sex tourism capital of the world. This place is nuts. And uh, these there's thousands of women. I, I couldn't even give you an estimation. There's thousands of women here that are being sold for sex. You have to come here and do this project. And I was like, well, yeah, I actually can now. Mm. This is great. Packed up my bags from Cambodia, came over here to Thailand, and I've never left. Mm. And um, That was four years ago? Yes, four years, uh, yeah, four years this year that I moved to Thailand, mm. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an unbelievable ride, but, um, yeah, now being here, um, it's interesting because seeing the dynamics of culture in, in Africa and then in Latin America, here is very different. In the whole of, in the whole of Asia, there is a caste system and there is a level of, you have socioeconomic status mm-hmm. and that's like your level. Mm-hmm. Like most wealthy people will not help poor people. They just won't, you know, and it's it's considered bad luck, a bad mm-hmm. omen, it's bad karma. You know, you, if you're in your class up here, you in class up at the top, you don't mess with people whose classes are at the bottom. You just don't. Mm-hmm. And so it's definitely been a challenge and um, that's why I feel like the director, the director of, um, of AIM in Cambodia said it will only maintain, it will never mm. soar because there is that caste system mm. um, that doesn't exist in, not to, the, not to the effect that it does here, it doesn't exist in Africa or in mm. Latin America. Wow. And so in, even, even in Western, even in Western civilization, like wealthy people will help poor people. Yeah. If you see someone homeless on the side of the road, more often than not, someone's gonna give them a dollar, someone's gonna give them food, yeah. someone will buy them a bottle of water, like, yeah. but that does not happen here. Here, it's like they're left. They're yes, completely, wow. and they're and and it's interesting because a lot of the very very poor people flock to the cities because they know that foreigners will help them. Mm. Thai people will not, you know. The, the Asian people will not. Like if they're very wealthy, they you they you know they usually don't. So um, yeah, so that's why that's why the director of the organization in Cambodia said you need to come here. So now in being here, though, like what I'm hoping to do, and we're already seeing it happen, um, I, t- I started here by myself. I started here with six students on my own, right? And I had a translator, and that's it. 
And uh, so I had, I ended up having another educator come on with me, like um, later in the year, a little bit later. Um, she was with me for a little while, and then she ended up moving on. Um, and then I had a, a two others come from the states just for a short time, just for only a month. Okay, so. Um, but for the rest of the year, did I you just invite them over? You called them up, or you knew them and was like, "Come over, I need your help." Or like, um, how did that start in the beginning? One of them I knew, process. but I, I actually I put up a, I put up a, t a thing online saying, mm -hmm. "Hey, like we need educators. Email okay. me, please. Wow. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm by myself here." Wow. Um, and so yeah, so when they came, um, so when they all, um, yeah, so they had come like temporarily to help. Uh, what my plan, what my hope was though, was to build up our students. To, to help to have one of our to have our students come up in the ranks mm -hmm. and teach them to be teachers. Mm -hmm. Well, now we have four past graduates mm -hmm. here at Sheer Love that are teachers. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so, but but that's just it. And so, like, eventually, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, I'm trying to work myself out of a job. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm <clears throat> I'm trying to work myself out of a job to where eventually Thai people will come up and. Yeah. Um, They'll, they'll be able to run the whole thing. They'll yeah. be able to run the whole show. Yeah, which has been amazing because even being here, seeing the translators, seeing the few that have graduated, yeah, seeing, like, yeah. it's, or going to other locations, you know, yes. to teach. Oh, like, I it's, know. it's unreal. Right, it like, really we've is. actually been able to fly yeah. out yeah. Our, 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 our local teachers. We've been able to fly them to other countries to teach. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Beyond anything that yeah. I would have ever thought. That are, you know what I mean? It's just been incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. So, by the way, we didn't say in the beginning, I will say this in the intro, but this is, they have, um, Diane is the founder of, it's called Sheer Love International, and it is a beauty school, if you have not got the memo, for those, <laughs> those that have been affected by abuse or trauma or trafficking, and so, yeah, they're here now. How many people do you have on your team now from the past four years? Um, we have six, six Thai staff. And um, <clears throat> six Thai staff, and then um, 13 Western staff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then everybody does different things. There's administration, there's mm -hmm. the beauty educators, there's people that do mentoring, mentoring, counseling, counseling going out on the, on the street, outreach, yeah. doing outreach. Yeah, our team um, is big, and we're, yeah. yeah, we're all, when we need to continue to grow. Like, if yeah. we want to see really impact in this city, mm -hmm. specifically this city, because it's the worst of the worst, mm -hmm. uh, then we our team needs to grow. Yeah. So, I'm, first, I think it's so cool, because one thing that you mentioned before is that your highest education was beauty school. Yeah. And the fact that you have come from there to where you are now, I think just gives people a perspective on, she's literally been... All around the flipping world has created a team and so many people to be able to essentially create you know more than a business plan and <laughs> you know it's possible for so many people that think that what am I worth doing like how how can I do something that I want to do mm -hmm. and so what would you even say about that well first of all I'm stubborn yeah I see a problem <laughs> that needs fixing and I'm not stopping until it's fixed girl I'm like you right yes, <laughs> I, see the problem. yes. I think that's what's so cool about like God will give us an idea though mm -hmm. or he'll put us in situations because he knows we're going to do something mm -hmm. about it and yeah. like invite people in absolutely so that's awesome yeah, yeah um and it, uh yeah that's I cool. really feel like um God has put this as crazy as it sounds just yeah. this stubbornness inside of me mm -hmm. that it's like no, I mean, or call it determination. Call it yeah. whatever you really want. Like, whatever it is, 
no, like God, God has brought me here to this place um, so that we can see justice for these people. And we have seen justice. One of our students last year actually testified against her trafficker and the trafficker was found guilty. Mm -hmm. That is justice in a major way because she chose to go to beauty school. Yeah. How crazy is that, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know, I know why God has me here. And I'm not going to, like, I know a lot of people feel like, well, the the door is closing. No, the door's not shutting on this. The door is not shutting on this. And, I mean, I know we need to have discernment for certain Mm -hmm. things. I mean, there are certain things that I definitely feel like God has said, okay, not that direction, this one. Mm -hmm. But that also comes with being in connection with him. Mm -hmm. That also comes with being so connected to him. um, That comes with being... um, connected to what's going on around you Mm -hmm. and just knowing that um knowing that you're here for you're here for a purpose further than your passion definitely it takes i know that it takes passion to get you to where you're going but it takes purpose to sustain you absolutely it's so funny like i wonder where where did you get that from get what did get. you get that verbiage from somewhere? Because I say that all the time. Do you and really? I, yes. And I'm like, did, <laughs> okay, I I just, did I get it from you? I don't know. Maybe I got it from you. That's <laughs> what I was wondering. I was like, we say this. Where did it come from? It's so good, yeah, though. I, it is. It's, yeah. but, but it is. It really yeah. is. And, um, yeah, passion cool. starts it. Purpose sustains it. That's it. Yeah, that's amazing. So then what would you say even now with um, – with being out here, what are are the biggest needs, you know, as far as this community goes or even here with Share Love? What, what does that look like? Honestly, from what we've seen is um, we need outreach workers like yeah. crazy. We need people to be able to be out there and offer people these, offer people opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's re- that's what a, so much of it is. Mm-hmm. We also need people to teach yeah. and not just beauty school teachers. Mm-hmm. I will say hair is definitely the front. I know God gave me this talent to do hair, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely the front of our organization. Yeah. Our goal is to make people be free. Totally. You know, We've even had students that have come here and graduated our program, but now that now are often owning restaurants. Yeah. They just needed to know that there was something else they could do. Totally. Um, and even then, like we, the girl that we know that um, that has a, that has a restaurant now, like she's she's incredible. She's so good. She was amazing at hair. She was just really creative, mm. and she was finally able. She was finally given a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So, but even then, we um, also that falls under our organization as a cafe. Mm-hmm. We have vocational yeah. training for to learn how to be a barista, to learn yeah. how to cook, to learn how to be a server, to learn hospitality, yeah. to learn bookkeeping. Yeah. You know, and those are these are all things. Also within our organization, we have um, fitness. Mm-hmm. Our students work out twice a week. Mm-hmm. Our um, they also learn how to budget their money. So, I mean, oh my goodness, how great to have yeah. a permanent accountant here to be able to teach budgeting and work with our students individually on their accounting and work mm-hmm. with them on how to save money. Mm-hmm. That's such a huge issue in the impoverished world. I remember um, having a conversation with the um, the the pastor of the, organ- the, the church that we've partnered with in Brazil. And he told me, he goes, it's a slave-like mentality. Mm. Um, he's African. He's, he's African-Brazilian. Is that apparently that? I'm sure. Like African-American? <laughs> African-Brazilian. But, um, yeah, and he said, it's a very, he goes, when the transatlantic, sl-, he taught me so much. I swear, mm. this man was brilliant. That's awesome. We use Google Translate for it all, but I learned so much. He said, um, when the transatlantic slave trade happened, it was Africans selling their people to Westerners to colonize and to get them to do all the work that they didn't want to do. And so when the slaves all came over and they were treated as poorly as they were by their by the by the people number one who sold them who put a value on their life a monetary value on their life which is so wrong on every Hmm. level okay number one then they were purchased by people who could who 
you know, they were sold by people who should have cared for them and should have protected them and loved them. And they were sold to people who didn't care to speak to them, to didn't care to, you know, treat them well at all. They literally treated them worse than animals. Yeah. Okay. And what happened then is um, any money that they were to get from anything, they would um, like bury it in the ground and not do anything with it. Or they would have to, they would spend it really, really quickly on anything because otherwise they would get beaten or it would be stolen from them. Mm. So it was the idea of if I save it, it's stolen. If I save it, it's gone. So I might as well just spend it anyway and mm. spend it on crap, spend hmm. it on nothing. And, um, and what, what the pastor was telling me, he said, he said, it basically has just been a systemic, you know, thing that ju- it's just been a learned habit in all of of all of the impoverished world Hmm. um and i'm like that is just so fascinating and so like so what do we do with that right you know how do we combat that how do we tell people like no like you can you can do more like you Mm -hmm. you and no you can save it without fear of it being stolen from you Mm. you know and Hmm. like really show and and that that i think that's a huge part of what we're trying to do too is like allowing these people to dream dream like they've never dreamt before yeah and giving them the giving them the the freedom and the space to be able to say okay like fi- like the, the physical space to yes you can save your money and you should save your money mm-hmm. you know you can own property you can own a house you can own the own a motorbike you can own you know what i mean all these things you need to be what happens if you get sick yeah, you got to go to the exactly. hospital and but you just spent all your money yesterday yeah. on gum i don't know like <laughs> on that Soda and yeah. cookies. Yeah. Soda and cookies. You just spent literally all your money on stuff at seven eleven. It's yeah. like, no, like let's let's redirect your thinking. Mm-hmm. Let's change your perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, and let's let you know that there there are other options for you. Yeah. And that's been really interesting too, because I think a lot of these girls and boys, they were not really given a childhood. Like they don't really know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the whole concept of dreaming is really not there. Yeah. And so even starting that conversation, at least from my experience, like noticing their facial expressions and stuff, mm-hmm. they're almost like, is it okay to like say what I really want to be doing? Yes. You know? Well, and, the, and I feel like a lot in, in Asian culture, you're mm-hmm. told what to think. Totally. You're not It's all given, about the face and what's on yep, the outside. And, absolutely. Yeah. You're not given, you're not given options, mm-hmm. you know, in anything. It's like, no, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And we've really run into a lot of that in um, in hair class like I, I remember the first year I was trying to teach them techniques mm. they don't know it's like you need to teach them a haircut hmm. that's it it's like th- now now you use this when you cut at a zero degree this will allow you th- this gives you this effect when you cut at this level it's like all of a sudden you start giving them options and they don't know what to do with them yeah. so we're trying to create independent thinkers yeah. and we're trying to just create you create mm-hmm. that independence in their mind to where they don't feel like you know they, they don't they don't feel like this is all there is yeah we want to let them know that no like you can like let's dream mm-hmm. let's like the craziest wildest things let's dream it mm. yeah. there's a, one of the gals in there now and just thinking that she is not gonna be done with school for mm-hmm. quite a while but she went to go and look at a building wow yeah like as as far as like a dream of what her salon could look yeah. like, you know? girl, do so it. different things like that I think is so amazing. Yeah. That's like, if there's somebody that, even though they're not fully there yet, it's like, go ahead and dream. Like, go look at spaces. Mm-hmm. Like, what if, what if something was possible? Yeah. Like, go ahead and, like, start now, you know? 
Yes, dream it. <laughs> dream, dream it. it for sure. Dream it and they will come. Yeah. Right? Or build it and they will come. Build it and they will come. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is a property directly across the street mm-hmm. that we've been, I have been dreaming it's about dream. this. And I need a few million dollars and I can make it happen. <laughs> but man, I really have been. Yeah. I've been dreaming it for so long. Mm-hmm. For so long. And it's like, no, but but I do. And I'll just walk over there and pray for it. Because... Mm-hmm. And I, and I tell everybody, yeah, this is what I want. Yeah, all of you listeners, there's a huge property right by this school here. Yes. And we can do so much with it and have Absolutely. a lot more to make it sustainable. Absolutely. And you yeah. know what? We're teaching them a dream because I'm dreaming too. Yeah. And um, I think that's uh, what, what you do, Jess, what you do and your the wholeness journey. Like what what's so important about that is like allowing people to know that like you're, you have the freedom to dream. Mm-hmm. So therefore you can give others that same freedom. Mm-hmm. So me, I'm dreaming ju- mm-hmm. right alongside them. Yep. And their dreams, and you know what? They're, this is the first time they're dreaming, so their dreams are a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching them to dream bigger. Because totally. over there, I want to have a beauty shop. I want to have a barber shop, like a mm-hmm. cool, rad, vintage mm-hmm. barber shop, right? Like, yeah. I want to have, I want to do a cafe and have mm-hmm. the training for the cafe be upstairs. Mm-hmm. I want to have a little tiny, just just coffee, little coffee shop and just do barista training there and upstairs. I will, they'll all be shop houses. And I want to do, I want to have like a, a cool mechanic shop and then they can learn how to do mechanics in the shop. I want to have a t-shirt like uh, sewing and printing mm-hmm. and the printing press will be right above it. I want to have all these different ways for people to be able to make income and make money mm-hmm. and, and housing and, and housing I want mm-hmm. right behind it I want there to be housing for students housing for staff housing for teams when they want to come out and volunteer I want there to be emergency housing we yeah. have come up we have had so many situations where we have had um, we've had women that are in the bars that are really going through abusive situations mm-hmm. and they need housing now yeah. This literally happened one week ago. It did. Yes, it it just, just happened. Yes. And yeah. a girl was like, if you said you can help me, I need yeah. help right now. Yeah. All they literally sudden, went to the bar, grabbed her stuff, yes. and then got out. Yes. Took her out of her brothel that night. Yeah. And it was, and it's also, it's, mm-hmm. it's because we have partners. We're yep. in collaboration. I yeah. was on the phone with four different people making sure that she had a bed to sleep in and a warm bed and Mm -hmm. a nice shower Mm -hmm. and you know what I mean and then also the team that I went with to go into the brothel to get her Mm -hmm. out to get all her you know what I mean it's like it takes it takes a village but even more than that especially in our work it takes an army yeah you know and it takes an army of people it takes an army of dreamers and it Mm -hmm. takes an army of visionaries Mm -hmm. it takes an army of doers yeah it really does and this property I know that um, once we see it develop like I mean it'll take years I feel like or or not who knows Mm -hmm. but <clears throat> I'm feeling like you know I mean it will take it will it it will it still it takes an army to build it and um but even still it's like there's a hundred thousand people being sold for sex on any given day or night in this town people yeah. men women transgenders yeah. children yeah you know any I mean elderly people there's literally mm-hmm. like women in their 60s yeah being sold for sex being yeah. exploited for sex because they've never had any other options yeah that's unacceptable to me no it's, it's unacceptable. Okay. no it's unacceptable to me for any it's human okay. being no and if they if we had we have the, you know what and because of us and because of other organizations and if we have this property like that's just even more opera opportunity and options for people yeah and that's what we want yeah and, that's and these the, are all these are all freedom businesses for sure that they'll yes. be able to sustain to yeah. pay all the people so we won't have to be relying as much on donations right. that's the goal right exactly exactly yeah there's something really powerful out here i think more than i've ever seen anywhere yeah. in the world with mm-hmm. collaboration mm-hmm. and that's a you know as Dinah was talking about just 
there's hundreds and thousands of people out here being sold. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And the, especially throughout the country. Crazy. It's insane. Yeah. And it's and, such a beautiful place, yeah. but at the same time, you just, because it's such a culture on the outside, everything looks fine, but then behind closed doors, mm-hmm. you know, it's very different. But um, here, all of this is happening, but then with all the organizations, it's like, as we were talking about, like, our different giftings or mm. different talents or skills. Everybody has a different organization for what they specialize in. Yeah. And to have watched everybody come together and just, hey, here's my resource. Here's my this thing. Here's this. Here's that. How can we help you? How can we serve? I mean, just being here and, like, having all the different teams or even people training coming down yeah. has been insane. And yeah. so that's the power of being in missionally minded and having that why you know like why are we doing what we're doing great we have to come together and and I think like even in what's so weird in like the nonprofit world Mm -hmm. or in like social good stuff like people will still think oh this is my thing or like we can save all these people or we need all the donations or da 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 well and that's interesting because we work one of our partners here in Patea Mm -hmm. is Tamar Mm -hmm. they're an incredible organization they have two different locations they actually own a building right in the middle of the worst part of the red light district and they are doing hair there Mm -hmm. and uh, we and we have sent our educators over there to to give them advanced training they're already hairdressers and we're going over there to provide them with advanced training so that because when (laughs) when they when uh, when one of their one of their hairstylists came to me and she says I'm really not good at this I want to be a better hair cutter Mm -hmm. I love to style hair I know I'm good at that but I'm not a good hair cutter and I was like girlfriend I'm going to make you the best hair cutter in the world Mm -hmm. because you know what you are in the middle of the worst part of the red light district in this whole city. And if you're the best hair cutter, they're all going to come to you. And you're going to teach them that they have that they have worth and they have value mm-hmm. more than what people have placed on them. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, th- and not only that, you're going to be able to bring them into your career and your passion because you're passionate and you know you have a purpose. Because when, when they sit down in your chair for an hour, they got to listen to you talk for a full hour. They're stuck with you. <laughs> so guess what? They're 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 oh, gonna yeah. have to leave there knowing that they're loved and knowing that they're precious yeah. and knowing that they're truly beautiful beyond what all these yeah. what everybody else is paying yeah. for them. So I said, I don't care. You are this is strategic and they need to be the best hairdressers. Mm-hmm. They can't just be mediocre. Totally. They have to be the best hairdressers because they're in the best strategic spot mm-hmm. for war. Yep. They really, really are. Yeah. And um even then I'm so excited mm-hmm. on Monday. Um, this coming Monday, I'm going to be traveling to Bangkok with two of their hairdressers mm. to help refurnish their whole salon. What? No yes. way. Right. How amazing, though, was that? They reached out wow. to us because the director of that organization called me, and he goes, I don't know what to do about hair. Wow. This guy, he gets the same haircut every two weeks. <laughs> he goes, I don't know nothing about hair. He's, he's like, but I you do. It. I love you it. You do. Oh, that's so, awesome. I want you to, he goes, can you please come and guide them and tell Mm -hmm. them what they should get and here's a budget Mm -hmm. and help them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, absolutely. But how incredible that they came, like we're, um, which is interesting because like, I guess in the nonprofit world, you would look at us as as competing organizations. I've never looked at them as that. They've been such a help to us. And um, we've, we've done trainings together. We actually just did a huge um, training um, in anti-trafficking work together. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's, I mean, it's incredible to be able to work with people who really understand what it means to be the body. Yeah. You know, I feel like, and I feel, I, I feel like I say this anytime I do a talk anywhere, people are always talking about my church. Mm-hmm. No, it's not my church, your yeah, church, no. his church, her church. We are the church mm-hmm. and we are the body. It's the same. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same. If a pinky's cut off, guess what? The whole body's in pain. It mm-hmm. hurts. It's painful. 
you know. And you don't realize how much you need that pinky, too. Right. So it's cut off. You're like, oh, snap, I really did need yeah, that. Absolutely. Really need it's you. so true. Yeah. And it's like, it really is, um, it's so, so important to yeah. be able to recognize that your, your whole team is necessary and needed and your, the whole body is necessary and needed. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? If I was, do, if I was going down, because they, they, do, um, they do a lot of their work um, in, in just like one little area, right? One, I mean, they, they, it, I shouldn't say little. It's not little at all. <laughs> was, that was a little weird. But no, it was, um, it's, it's a big area, right? But this is where they cover, right? Yeah. They cover these areas. We do a few places in there, but it's mostly them, yeah. you know? So... I rely on them for statistics. Yeah, we're like, okay, totally. this is, and so I'm, I'm connected with their outreach director, and I speak with her, and I'm like, okay, we're doing things in this bar. We actually, um, we were able to, we were able to help get someone underage out of a bar because we were working in collaboration with them on outreach. Mm-hmm. You it's, know, and yeah. so that's like it wouldn't happen otherwise. No, it yeah. absolutely would not have happened yeah. otherwise. Also, we are not a rescue organization. Right. Like we do very light thi- like like if we can got to be trained for yes, that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We're not cops, we're not the SWAT team, we're mm-hmm. not going in and breaking down doors. We're not. Mm-hmm. I do hair. Mm-hmm. For sure I'm not doing that. Um uh but um but that being said, we're partnered with people who mm-hmm. are. So um, we're going to be, we're, hopefully we're going to be seeing a lot more young kids, young, young people underage being rescued out of these places yeah. because our teams are going in there, yeah, working collaboratively to see this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I've been here the past month and a half just mm-hmm. with your guys' team, which I love every single person. And, and literally every single person loves you. Oh. <laughs> I've heard oh, from shucks. everybody. Okay. They all adore you. I love it. So I'm curious, too, because you're such a passionate person. You're so in. You're so purposeful, and yeah. you work day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And so what helps you be refreshed so you can keep your life sustained? <laughs> I will say. There's um, no perfect there answer. Isn't. There There's really no isn't. perfect formula, but, mm-hmm. but what, what, do you, what works for you? I will say. Or what do you struggle with? What I struggle, well, I'll say what I do do. I, man, I struggle with too much, man. Um, I will say being in connection with God mm-hmm. is the most important thing. Um, having that time, having the um, having the safe space to be with God. Yeah. Um, prayer, um, journaling, you know, all those things. Um, I don't do journaling and art enough. I need to be doing more of that because that really helps get it mm-hmm. out, right? Um, I listen to worship music every morning to get my day going. Mm-hmm. I do, and it's like, oh my gosh, it does. It it wakes me up, and um, even if I listen to the same songs every morning, yeah. you know, I can do that, and it just, yeah, it gets me going. Um, also, having the team that we have. I mm-hmm. mean, I said before. I mean, this is a hundred percent the team I prayed for, yeah. and it's the team that. Um, um, yeah, and I believe it's the team that God wants to see expand this organization. Yeah. And um, and we're already seeing it with mm-hmm. the team that we have now. We've just sent, just, yeah, we just, we, we've sent out three educators in the past six months um, to different parts of Southeast Asia and then also India. Mm-hmm. And um, we've, yeah, we've just seen so much development and so much growth with this team that we have now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so... Awesome. <clears throat> That is definitely the community. So the community people, but our working community as well as our personal community. I yeah. mean, they kind of overlap. Yeah. You know, but um, that's so huge. And also my house. I'm very, very, I'm guarded with my house. Mm-hmm. And sanctuary. Um, it really, really is. And I keep it clean. And because uh, because I, 
um, I remember someone saying before, it's like if if your if your room is dirty, your mind is dirty. Mm-hmm. If your room is cluttered, your mind is cluttered. If your car is if cluttered. your car is cluttered, <laughs> exactly, it's the same. And that's something that I'm I, I do notice. It's like oh my gosh, well my bed's a disaster. I've got clothes all over the floor, like something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and that's also like that helps you. Um, when when you walk into a clean house, when you when I walk into my room and it's clean and my bed's made, mm-hmm. it's like like it's a sense of calmness when I walk in and it's a disaster I immediately feel like oh my god there's more mess yeah there's more mess in my life you know Mm -hmm. also I heard um oh god it was on Facebook or something I heard this um army this this general or sergeant whatever in the army he said the first thing you should do in the morning is make your bed Mm-hmm. As soon as you get up, you make your bed. It's the first thing you accomplished of the day. And when you start your day off like that and you start and you accomplish something, you finish it. Mm-hmm. That that is a good set forth for the day. Mm-hmm. And and but, but and then and then beyond that, when you walk into your room, it's calm. Yeah. There's no chaos. Mm-hmm. There can be chaos going on outside of the world, but like in my room, it's calm. Yeah. And yeah. In, and in my house too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, like, what do you do practically, too? Like, mm-hmm. if, you know, obviously there's, like, chaos and things mm-hmm. around you all the time. Mm-hmm. And being somebody that is, you know, you're noticing everybody's needs all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to make sure everybody's okay. Yeah. You're trying to make sure the ministry's okay. And, you know, the salon's okay. Mm-hmm. And this and that is okay. Like, what are some things, even maybe internally or emotionally, that you just have to, like just kind of do to get mm-hmm. I guess back to center or back to that calm state eat mm, yes <laughs> eat is a big one yeah, because um some people are stress eaters some people are stress starvers I am yeah. definitely a stress starver mm. and um having lunch and that's something and that's honestly good. that's a big that's a big self-control thing too you know huge. it's leaving the office and getting food yeah you know and it's like okay my brain now can work again yeah. and I can keep going another thing what you and I talked about mm-hmm. is just being still and breathing and recognizing and um, recognizing mindfulness mm-hmm. and being um, just being intentional about recognizing what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. Take, even if you have to step out the door for 15 seconds mm-hmm. and just gather yourself, close your eyes, breathe, mm-hmm. you know, and come back to center. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of those things physically need to happen throughout the day because we deal with a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, we get phone calls regularly about... Mm-hmm other cases that are happening that they either need someone from our team to help or stuff that we're directly involved with. Um, a lot of abuse cases, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, it's just, you yeah. know, we recently had to deal with a child abuse case yeah. that was really, really difficult. So, um, yeah, there's been just, there's just so many things that we as a team have to do. Um, you know, and it's and also like that those really chaotic things that happen um, can really, really damage unity. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I really feel like, though, our team is is pretty, um, they're pretty conscious of that. Mm-hmm. And they see, it's like, oh my gosh, this person's annoying me. And it's like, wait, are they really annoying me? Or is too many are too many things going on that I just need to check myself? Yeah. You know, and I feel like, I feel like for the most part, our team's pretty good at discerning that. Yeah. You know, and we're really good at coming back, like, hey, like, we need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, maybe you didn't mean this, you know? Yeah. Being, being intentional with our relationships, that's totally. another huge physical thing that we do, that I need to do, and that our team does to make sure that we're all, we're united. Yeah. And that's actually been a really powerful thing, I think, just over the course of the past month, even mm-hmm. watching so much growth in that, too, yeah. because 
it's it's true you don't think about those things mm-hmm. like when you're in the service work mm-hmm. that the team dynamic matters so much and that to make sure that you guys are all doing okay and supporting each other well yeah. Yeah. because you know sometimes we think oh I just care so deeply about you and so I um, you know I don't even really want to step on your toes and ask you what's mm-hmm. really going on or hey how did this thing go today with the girls mm-hmm. or whatever and so I think it's it's really key for you know individuals and organizations mm-hmm. just in the service world to realize that all the stuff that's out here mm-hmm. could be you know affecting the internal space or the internal space is affecting the external space mm-hmm. and so I yeah to your point like 100% I think it's important for all organizations mm-hmm. just to know and, and to check in with each other to check in with each other yeah um I also will say there um we have I have a few people on our team that if I'm very, very visibly stressed out, mm. they will come to me and say, what can I take off your plate? Mm-hmm. A lot of them, and it's funny too, because a lot of them won't even ask me what's wrong mm-hmm. because there is a lot of times that I can't tell people what's wrong. Totally. You know, yeah. they, there's if there's a very sensitive situation and yeah. I'm not allowed to talk about it and that yeah. has definitely happened, Yeah. Um, they won't even ask me what's wrong, mm-hmm. but they'll say, what can I do? Yeah. Give me something, give me something that I can take off your plate to make your day easier. Yeah. That's That's everything. That's huge. Yes. And there have been times, there have been times where we've had, you know, where we've had um, educators, like people in the classroom that are like trying to push through and they don't feel well. They're stressed out. They're getting there because of their stress, they're getting sick. Right. So I've had to say like, you're going home and I'm teaching class today. Go. Yeah. You know, and we, because we have, we have to care for one another in that way. And, um, I know oftentimes like if, um, and I know this. Is, I mean, this. I mean, this happens everywhere. Like, if someone's in a bad mood, you just don't just avoid them. Yeah. No, uh, learn why. Why yeah. are they in a bad mood? What's going on? Mm-hmm. What, you know, what can I do to make you not in a bad mood, or what can I do to help you so that you can go deal with your bad mood? Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, you <laughs> totally. know. Totally. But yeah, it's like, and again, like a, a bad and a bad mood stems from something. Totally. You don't just wake up. Right. No, it's, no, it always it's is coming some, from something. Right. It could have been from even six months ago. And right. You had no idea. Because yeah. you haven't dealt with it. Right. Right? Yeah. And it's the same thing. Joy stems from something. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone's joyful and good, it's like, wow, like, I want to know what that is mm-hmm. so I can be that way. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And so it's just, it's really being in connection with your community. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And for anybody listening, just a reminder of the power of self-awareness. Yeah. And just, you know, if you can only go as far as you're self-aware, you can't bring anybody else any further. And so being aware with where you're at, first and foremost... And then, you know, checking in with your, your team and then seeing how it's affecting everywhere else. But, um, and those can be hard conversations, yeah. but it's so healthy for, to make sure that you guys are doing well. So you can keep the work going. And I think that's, personally, that's why I'm so passionate about that because I'm like, okay, this work needs to happen here. Yeah, yeah. So the workers have to be well. Mm-hmm. And remember too that, you know, I think, and I deal with this, but I'll be out serving constantly and being like, okay, bringing worth and like value. But then I'm like, oh my gosh, I forget yes. that I'm worth it and I'm valuable. And so to take that time. And but but I also think that yeah. being able to be there for others and showing them their value instills a value in us. It does. I really, Absolutely. really believe it does. You definitely need to take time, downtime to rest. Mm-hmm. But I know that when I'm over there with those girls and I'm telling you, I, I love history. His, mm-hmm. I'm such a history nerd. I'm <laughs> like love it. crazy history nerd. So I always teach history of hair. I have mm-hmm. all, I've developed a whole unit in best. our curriculum 
on the history of hair. Mm -hmm. So um, I went over, so I was over with them for a full week teaching them everything. We did um, ancient Egypt and we talked about Cleopatra and her eyeliner and I the hair that. and whatever. And then to um, ancient Greece where they used to, you know, wearing the little gold flecks in their hair and yes. how they would curl their hair and how, yeah. And then into the Renaissance where they, you know what I mean? Like, they're really, really pale makeup and no eyebrows and, you know, like in through the 1920s and finger waves and prohibition. Like we go into all of it and how and how beauty connects with history and how mm -hmm. it connects with politics and how it connects with the entertainment also, industry. Oh, my gosh. How yes. it connects with movies and, you know, and Hollywood, mm -hmm. you know, all of that, you know. And so we, we go into all of these different subjects and... Um, you know, and I tell them, I'm like, this, this now, now, and now here we, here is where we are in history. Yeah. Okay. Here is where we are in history. And so, and now we can, um, now, now let's determine where we're going. Yeah. Right. And, um, and they all said, wow. And, and from that, there was quite a few of them because there was quite a few of them who finally were like, were looked and be like, my skin's really dark and I don't like it, but now I don't mind so much. Mm. You know, because mm -hmm. all throughout time it was the paler you are, the more status you had, hmm. you know. And in ancient China, they would use like all these crazy things to make their skin look really, really pale and white because it meant that um, if you were white, that means you could be inside. You were inside That's all the true. time. Yeah, and, and if you were dark, you worked in the fields. Yeah. Where now in America, it's the opposite. opposite. If you're pale, totally. that means you're stuck in an office. <laughs> if you're tan, that means you've been to the Bahamas. So it's like, you know what I mean? But isn't it That's funny great. how things change yeah. and how in the West, in Western culture, we love being tan and we love being dark. But here in Asia, they still, they, they get embarrassed of being dark and they, they want to like be pale. Yes. Yeah. There's so many skin lighteners and bleaches and mm -hmm. things that people use. But now learning about what that means and how it really doesn't matter at all. Mm -hmm. There's a few of the girls now that are like, oh, I don't mind being dark. It's nice. Aww. It look, it makes me who I am, right? Yeah. So then um, two weeks later, I went back in there, and I'm like, let's see if any of this stuck. I went back <laughs> in there. They did their test. Um, they, did their, they did their history of tests. They did a great job. Um, and then I look up, and um, they have the ABCs of hair, and it's all the history things Aww. that they learned. F was for finger waves. Aww. A was for acrylic nails. That's so Like, precious. it was so great. That's I just so could cute. not. Ages for hairspray. Oh, my That's gosh. so cute. So all of these things. Q is for queen, because they learned about Queen Victoria. I love it. And so, you know, and I'm just like, get out of here. Like, you know what I mean? And they were, and so, so, and again, that's learning English. That's learning yeah. another language to expand their minds their mind. that expands their expands so their opportunity oh yeah you know so a lot so. of this stuff it happens because of uh, poverty yes. and broken families things like mm -hmm. that and then not being able to work because they don't lack have of opportunity or well, lack and, of and, and and if a family is very poor they're going to send the boys to school not the girls right i mean and that's in that's pretty much all you know developing cultures mm -hmm. they're going to send they're going to send the men to school and not the girls yeah and so the girls that's why most of the girls end up in Pattaya yeah. and you know in, in, in lots of parts in Bangkok mm -hmm. where they're being sold for sex mm -hmm. so we're trying well, to stop that so what would you tell listeners if they're like okay well I want to go and just make a difference in the world or make an impact or use my passion or my purpose out mm -hmm. there what's one or a couple things of yeah. advice that you would give them well, to even start I would say think th start with this what can you do what is it that you can do think about that and think about okay like and now if okay let's say you're a photographer if you're a photographer you love taking photos and you're amazing um, you can get out there and help organizations tell their stories ethically mm -hmm. you can get out there and tell um, 
um, just start contacting organizations say hey do you need do you need photography let me offer my services to you mm-hmm. okay offer your services to them okay and then what we what we've done as well like we've come back and we've seen um, photographers like do galleries and sell portraits that they've taken of the organizations and they've been able to make money off of that and also donate money back to the organizations that they've helped that they've taken photos of like what an incredible way yeah. you know what I mean to be able to support organizations not only that there was one time where I when I was in Kenya they took photos of families and just gave them to them mm-hmm. these people who've never seen a photograph mm-hmm. of themselves yeah. let alone had a family portrait yeah. what a beautiful gift and what a beautiful yeah, way to be able to share your talent yeah. right here um, Hairdressers. I feel like it's pretty clear what hairdressers can do, you know. Um, but but not just that. I mean, to come here, obviously, or to go to any one of our partners worldwide to be able to do that. There's also so many things you can do in America. You can tell. You can put a little jar on your station and say, "Hey, this is what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what um, I'm. I'm donating money for this. I want to help support a student at Sheer Love." complete her education so any tip I get I'm going to put in here yeah. or all your haircuts on a Saturday Saturdays yeah. are busy days totally all my haircuts on a Saturday I'm going to donate to this organization so that we can um, so that we can see women be educated mm-hmm. let's say you're a chef there's many ways a chef can help mm-hmm. you can um, um, you can cook food for the homeless yeah. you can teach people to cook Mm-hmm. You can go and help set up restaurants and help, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just, there. so there's many different avenues, I feel like, for every different cult, for every different um, job, Yeah. right? Yeah. Yoga, if you're a yoga teacher, um, same, you can take up, you can tell, do do specific yoga sessions and say this, this specific, this is yoga for freedom, this is yoga for justice, and this is what we're doing with this yoga class specifically in your studio, or you can actually come, come out here to different places and help re- help women restore themselves from the pain that, um, but the pain that they've gone through for so long and mm-hmm. being exploited. Yeah. Right? There's if you're an accountant, you can offer your services to organizations to help them do their taxes because that's not easy for organizations to do taxes. Let oh, me tell you how difficult all. it is. You can yeah. also go to. You can go. You can go and serve at organizations either overseas or in the states, and provide money management training. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. just really think about what it is you do, and then from there think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what a hairdresser can do in a salon to make money. Mm-hmm. You can freelance and do weddings. You can do all these things. Mm-hmm. But that's and also the, the the thing that's the most powerful thing I think specifically about a hairdresser or a makeup artist. You have your voice, yeah. and a person is stuck with you for at least an hour getting oh, yeah. something done. They have to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Ask them how they're doing, and when they start talking about their problems, pat them, on the, pat them on the shoulder, pat them on their little head, and say, I'm really sorry you're going through that. Now let me tell you about people who got real problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much, yeah, those were all my clients. They all are social good people now because yeah. they're like, well, I know who this girl is and what she's going to talk about. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> you have an influence, and yeah. that's, that's like the perfect way to go because no matter who you are, what you do, there's something inside you mm-hmm. that you're looking for more. There's something that you can do. It could be your neighbor down the street. It could mm-hmm. be literally, you know, you don't have to go to another country, but you can do something. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so many organizations in the States that are working with marginalized people, that are working with refugees, that are mm-hmm. working with trafficked people, mm-hmm. that are working with people who are poor, soup kitchens. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like 
food pantries. Like mm-hmm. there's so many different things that people need manpower. Yeah. They need manpower. And you know what? I mean, I f- and the thing is people also need to speak up. When they go volunteer, they just want to be like, just tell me what to do and right. do it. How about you tell them what you can do? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're really good at organizing, you step into that food pantry and be like, hey, let me help you organize this. Yeah. Let me help you do it. Yeah. I want to walk alongside you and help you organize. Sure. Let's come Let's come up with some budgets. Let's come up with some things. Like, if this is something, like, like <clears throat> oh my gosh, someone told me this. I thought this was the funniest thing. It was a graphic <laughs> designer was, was volunteering with an organization, stuff in envelopes, stuff in mailers out for everybody. A graphic designer. Mm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And then, like, a year into it, someone, they were, because everyone's friendly, right? But no one really, everyone was talking about the mission. Someone from the organization was like, well, what do you do outside of here? Like, this is so great that you come and help us. What do you do? I'm a graphic designer. What? We need a new website. We need to know that. (laughs) We need a new website. We need (laughs) social media help. Like, we need, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, why don't you talk to people and tell them what you can do rather yeah. than say, rather than saying here stuff envelopes totally carry boxes no whatever. that's perfect and I play with kids right you know come on <laughs> do what you do and serve yes so that's good we're gonna end there I love it this was so fun I know I mean, we could keep going forever oh my god literally forever <laughs> part two coming later part two coming soon <laughs> So anyway, for all of you guys, just remember there's something in you. You can do something. Step out of your comfort zone. Step out of your box. And remember that legacy, that ripple effect, who you want to be in your life. And then also if you want to find out ways to get involved with sheer love. And um, there's so many different opportunities. So we want to, yeah, we want to end these injustices. So be a part of this journey. Anyways, thank you guys. Yes, our website is website. sheerloveinternational.org, S-H-E-A-R, like scissors. Yeah. Cute, right? Sheerloveinternational.org. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook also, and Twitter. Yes, I'll share it in the show notes. Cool. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>